What's going on, everyone? It's Cole Cruz, and it's the Casey at the Movies Podcast, the Oscars special, part two. I'm, I was mostly happy with what happened with the ceremony. Um, I thought this year's ceremony was much more streamlined, I think, uh, more than last year's. I wouldn't say as streamlined as the fucking 2021 was uh, <laughs> inside the train station, but um, yeah, I thought it was much more than last year, much more streamlined. It didn't go for like fucking four hours or four and a half hours. Um, I, I still could do without the unnecessary bits that Jimmy Kimmel was doing like with the audience and stuff like that. The, the whole fucking thing with Malala, I thought was very fucking awkward and pretty disrespectful in my opinion. Like you're asking a Nobel Peace Prize winner about if Harry Styles really spat on Chris Pine. I don't know. I just thought it was in poor taste. Uh, I know I should, um, you know, usually my okay of having a laugh. I don't, I don't know. I just thought it was in poor taste. I thought Malala's just the wrong person to do that to. Um, and, uh, I like the Jenny the donkey bit and the monologue was okay as well. I thought the monologue was fine. Uh, but most of the time I'm not really that huge fan of Jimmy Kimmel. So I, th- I just thought he did a fine job. It wasn't a huge waste. And, um, we actually went, went through the awards pretty, like I said, pretty quickly. So it was one to the next, to the next, to the next. Uh, so let's, um, talk about those awards. Um, I'm just going to go through the everything in order, pretty much, and just talk about and give my thoughts. Um, so we started with an animated feature, and as you guys know, my prediction was Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, and that did actually end up taking the prize. Um, but I was pretty happy with that winning because you still got a great speech from Guillermo del Toro, and he gave this great speech about animation being film, and I couldn't agree more with what he was saying. Because um, that was that's what I was saying about Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, uh, when I was talking about that on the uh, on the January Roundup podcast. So I was pretty happy with that win. I loved his speech. It was very cute. It was very endearing. And um, it was uh, so passionate. And I love Guillermo del Toro. I love his passion for film. His passion just for making movies. It's just, um, it's infectious. So it was nice to, uh, to see it uh, take that prize. Then we went to Supporting Actor. Like I said, it was locked in. It was going to be Kiki Kwan, and it ended up being Kiki Kwan for uh, everything, ever all at once. And my God, I think one of the best, I think my favorite speech of the night was uh, Key's speech because it was so moving. It was just so moving and emotional. And I knew he was going to cry because he's been crying at pretty much every speech he has. But like, who wouldn't, man? What I loved about the speeches at this particular Oscars was just how you could tell how much it meant to the person that was winning the award. Like sometimes you just get people that like, you know, uh, you know, thank God and thank mom and dad for this. Thanks my agent. Thank for like this long list of people. For some reason with these speeches at this ceremony, the particular ceremony, this year's ceremony, it was, it felt so genuine. It just felt really genuine. And it really felt like it came from the heart from all these people that were, uh, won the award. And you could tell it just really meant a lot to them. Um, yeah, again, key speech was a the epitome of that. And uh, just it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. I love seeing him up there. And like I knew we all knew it was gonna happen, but I love seeing up there seeing him up there. It was um just it was awesome. And then we went to supporting actress, and this one didn't go to Angela Bassett as I predicted. It ended up going to Jamie Lee Curtis from Everything Ever All at Once, as she snagged the SAG win from two weeks ago. Uh yeah, it was, look, 
out of the two in everything ever all at once, I definitely uh I definitely would have went with Stephanie Sue instead of uh Jamie Lee Curtis. But look, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. I just think that was the better performance in that movie. Um, it didn't go to Angela Bassett. That was a bit of a big surprise. But I also thought Dark Horse was going to be Jamie Lee Curtis and she came in and she got the award. I really liked her speech. It was really, and again, again, a really heartfelt speech. We won the Oscar. She thanked all the people that support genre films, especially the ones that she's been over the years as well. And I thought that was also really nice because genre films are not getting a lot of love. I'll tell you what, they'll be getting a lot of love after this fucking, <laughs> after this year. I'll tell you that. Um, a lot more love, I think. But we'll be talking about what that best picture means when we get to best picture. But overall, wasn't happy with that. My pick, as you guys know, with Kerry Condon, I thought she was the best out of all of those. Um, but um, and if I was to give it out of the two in everything everywhere, I would have given it to Stephanie Sue. But you know, Jamie Lee Curtis ended up taking that, and you know, that wasn't like <laughs> I wasn't crazily mad about that. Um, documentary feature ended up going to Navalny. The like I said that that was the prediction. No, the prediction was pick prediction was fire of love. I thought I had you know I had some had some breath there, um, but it ended up going to Navalny, the Sundance winner from uh, last year. Um, and I look, I wasn't too familiar with the story of the film, but when I actually saw what it was actually about and what uh, and the, the what his uh, wife said um, at the end about you know come home we love you or I think it was something like that see you soon or something or stay safe. It was something really nicely that she ended, she bookended that speech with. And um, it it also, it, it kind of, I was like, oh, I wish Fire of Love, it's also the best looking one there. I was like, oh, I wish that would have got it. But, you know, it went to Navalny. Um, and I will, look, I'll check it out. I'll check out Navalny now. Um, the shorts, I didn't have too much, um, too much betting in. So this one went to Irish Goodbye. I think I just picked the red suitcase. But this one that they're going to an Irish goodbye. Um, best cinematography. Now, this is one that I was a little bit uh, on. Um, this is the first win of the night that went to All Quiet on the Western Front. And they actually got a few controversial wins of the night. And we'll be getting to those more in a second. But I just I, I want to talk about the cinema the cinematography win for All Quiet on the Western Front because I just I just don't think. I just don't think it should have went to or quite on the Western Front. I really think, as you guys know, the prediction was Darius Konji. Um, that might have been an out. Now that I'm looking at that now, it was a bit of a wild prediction, but um, I think it should have went to Florian Hoffmaster for Tar because um, I just loved how that film was shot. Um, but it ended up going to Quiet on the Western Front. And, and that was the beginning of uh, what was to come with them winning more awards. Um, that, so when they went to makeup and hairstyling, that went to the whale. Um, a lot of people really thought it was going to go to Elvis, but that ended up going to the whale. I had that in as an easy win as well. I thought it was going to go to the whale. There was no surprises there and good on them because those prosthetics and what they did with the whale, it looked incredible. Now, costume design. This one won. This one also really surprised me as well. This ended up going to Ruth Carter again, her second win. Um, for Black Panther, or just, I guess, for Black, yeah, for Black Panther. She won in uh, 2019 for um, her work on Black Panther, the first film. And then she wins again for Wakanda Forever. Um, look, I as, as you guys know, I had pick and prediction Shirley Carrada. I thought everything everywhere is going to be like to do a bit of a sweep. And look, they did do a bit of a sweep, but like not in this category. 
or it could have went to Babylon. Um, I had it on Babylon as well. Even Elvis as well. I found out on during the ceremony there were 9,000 costumes made for uh, the stars and the extras in the film. And uh, but so I ended up going to Ruth Carter. I don't know. I look cool, fine. Um, I, I was just like, okay, yeah. Uh, it, uh, the costumes looked they they looked pretty cool, but it also just looks like what it did in Black Panther. Um, so like, and they were cool costumes, but it just felt like another here's another win or here's another award um, for what you did. I just think there were more interesting costumes in these other films, and uh, yeah, that's that's just me. Uh, moving on to best international feature, this one I thought was going to go to Argentina in nineteen eighty five, and I think I did end up picking. I'm pretty sure I did end up picking. Um, if I go to my the international feature. I did end up picking All Quiet on the Western Front, I'm pretty sure, for international feature. Because uh, I don't I don't think I talked about this one in the part one. So, um, sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, this ended up going to All Quiet on the Western Front. I thought if this wasn't going to get Best Picture, it might have went to all, um, the international feature film uh, prize. And it, that's what ended up happening. It ended up going to uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Because usually that's what happens. It, it's... It, if a film is nominated, I think it was Drive My Car last year that was nominated for International Feature and Best Picture, ended up winning International Feature and uh, didn't get the Best Picture nomination. So I was like, okay, Knockout or Here, when this happened, I was like, okay, Knockout or Quiet on the Western Front for getting Best Picture now. It's got a bit of momentum, but this momentum is now, in terms of the Best Picture race, is now dead because it has now won the International Feature film. And that's kind of like a, I don't know, in a very like condescending term, it felt like a, it feels like an honorary kind of Oscar, like an honorary win. It's like, okay, you didn't get this picture, but here we go. Here's here's the big award for you guys as well. Um, again, it, that sounds honestly really condescending and shitty, but it's okay. That's how it feels. That's how it comes off to me. Um, but I thought I was going to go to Argentina in 1985, but then it went too all quiet. Uh, then documentary short, I I think I just had like. How do I measure a year? I think I had. How do you measure a year? It went to the Elephant Whisperers. And then one thing I noticed, and it happened, I think, with this one, and I think it happened with an Irish Goodbye first. Pretty sure. Or it might have been the Volney. I'm not too sure. It happened with another one. But I noticed in the in the beginning of the of the uh ceremony, Jeremy Jimmy Kimmel said something like, We're gonna play you off after 45 seconds, and but instead of like playing off of music. As a joke, he's gonna we're gonna play off with the Natu Natu dancers. First of all, confirmed that Natu Natu was gonna be confirmed uh, playing at the Oscars because I had no idea that it would be, and then it actually was um, done at the Oscars and it was awesome. And just while I'm on that topic, um, all the songs performed really good. Uh, Rihanna's "Lift Me Up" beautiful. Loved Lady Gaga's stripped back version of "Hold My Hand," even though I wasn't really a big fan of the song in the film. Um, I thought the performance was great. The Diane Warren one, yeah, sure, that was just kind of whatever. Um, and the uh, This Is A Life perfectly fit the film, perfectly weird performance, Hot Dog Fingers, Stephanie Sue was singing, had no idea she could sing. Um, and it's it was great. It was great to see. Um, but I think the highlight in terms of the songs was seeing Natu Natu on the um, stage. And I haven't seen it in the film yet, but it looked wild and I was like, okay, 
I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to watch uh, this movie. Um, and then we had plans to watch it the next day, um, but I just didn't get around to doing it. So um, that was a little tangent on songs. So what happened was uh, Elephant Whisperers, people went up. And uh, this, is be- sorry, this is before this as well. Uh, they were playing the people off. And it just so happened to be, it was just, it ended up just, you know, a weird kind of terrible timing that the the person that they'll play off, the second person that they would, so one person would speak and then the next person would go to speak, but then they get played off. And that turned out both of those times to be women. <laughs> and it looks so bad. It looked so bad. And not just women, like, like marginalized women, women of color, like, it looked bad. And then you went, and then we, well, if we're talking about animated short, we had the award winners for Elephant Whisperers and the second Indian woman, um, I forgot her name, but she didn't get the talk. They cut her off. And then two old white guys that did the bold, the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse, they both get to speak. Both of them. I just, it looked pretty fucking bad on my end. And uh, I was sitting by my friends and uh, they were saying the same thing. It's like, this is really bad. Like, this looks really fucking bad um, that they are playing off people. And look, they played off uh, They played off these um, the people and they just happened to be, it just looks bad that they, the people that played off just happened to be women and not, again, not just women, <laughs> women of color. And uh, it was honestly, oh my boy, oh my boy, it looks bad. Um, tangent, but that was just a funny thing I noticed throughout the night and it just, uh, did not look, wasn't a great look for the Academy. Uh, and then, like I said, we went to Ben and short. We had these two guys speak. Um, I thought Ice Merchants might take it or my Euro Dicks actually looks pretty good. I haven't seen it, but I have seen Ice Merchants and, uh, thought it looks, it was really good and I thought it would take it, but no, nah, it went to the boy, the mole, the fox and the horsey. This one was bewildering. Uh, production design went to All Quiet on the Western Front. And what? Excuse me? What? <laughs> like, I just don't think the production design was so dense in that movie. It was certainly not as dense as like Babylon or Elvis. Fuck, even the Fablemans. I think mean, actually the Fablemans were really like a bit, kind of more subtle but and uh you know not much going on there but Babylon and Elvis like beating those come on man come on sometimes it happens that just a war film will just sweep a few awards especially the technical awards and uh that's what happened here again we had another war film um sweeping technical and um Ah, man, I thought it was going to go to Babylon for sure, but it didn't. It didn't go to Babylon. But we'll talk about the biggest, the biggest deal is coming up soon. Uh, Coming up next, I think. (laughs) Uh, Because original score, I can't believe this. Original score went to Volker Bertelman for All Quiet on the Western Front. That score is... It's kind of, I don't know, it doesn't do anything for me, man. It just doesn't do anything. Carter Burwell's score for Banshee's Finish, Sharon does more than Volker Bertelman's score for All Quiet on the Western Front. And then every time All Quiet on the Western Front, you just, every time All Quiet on the Western Front won, you always had to hear that, like, wouldn't you rather hear, like, Coke Room or Voodoo Mama from the fucking Babylon score? Like, 
Oh, I cannot believe Hurwitz lost this to Bertelman. I, I cannot, cannot believe it. It really surprised me. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. Probably one of the most boring scores after John Williams. Probably the most boring score there. And it fucking beat Justin Hurwitz's score for Babylon. It beat Sunlux's score for everything ever all at once. Um... I, I that was another war that I was just like I was rolling my eyes, shaking my head at that one. I couldn't, I could not believe it. Uh, visual effects, of course, went to the Avatar: The Way of Water. That was no, there was nothing, nothing beaten that one. Of course, it went to that one, and it should have went to that one. Original screenplay went to Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, and we watched this again actually after the Oscars, after it won Best Picture. We ended up watching this again, and yeah, it is. It really solidified that it is it is a it, it is a really good screenplay and uh it's there's just a lot into it and it's packed in so well and um they they made a good film. You can't have a great film without a great screenplay and that's what they did. The Daniels deserve that. Um I still would have either saw maybe Ruben or Martin McDonough for a Triangle of Sadness or Banshees of Inner Sharon. Um seeing it go to them. But um, I'm not. I'm not mad about that at all. That is really cool, really cool to see. And their speeches were great. I loved how Shinert, um I think it was when they went directors, when Shinert thanked the teachers that taught him. I thought that was really, really cool. Quan was a bit flustered, but uh, he still got the words out, and it really came across really genuine and really nice. And uh, honestly, these two men, especially with making this film, I talked about um, this film when it first came out last year, um, an inspiration. Because they made a film that only they could make. Like I say, I say it all the time. They make a film that only they could make. And uh, they fucking succeeded big time with that. Adapted screenplay went to uh, Sarah Polly for Women Talking. She had a great speech. I think she deserved it. Um, I had, pick and prediction in the podcast, I had uh, Glass Onion. But then um, in the morning when I went to do my actual predictions again in the morning before my mates come over, I ended up changing it to women talking and then uh, ended up getting grabbing that one as well. Um, well observed, uh, I'd say um, I've heard it's really good. Well, I can't really say, well, you know, I can't really say well deserved because I haven't seen the film, but I've heard it's really good. Uh, I've heard she's done a great job of adapting that. And uh, the, uh, I'm, I'm looking, I don't want to say looking forward to watching the films. I've heard it's uh, quite a downer, but uh, I, I am looking forward to watching Women Talking. Best Sound, this was either going to go to, I mean, fuck, I thought it was going to go to All Quiet on the Western Front again, but uh, it ended up going to Top Gun Maverick and it deserves it. Um, great sound in that movie, great sound in the theatre. Um, and I think it helps if you actually saw it in the theatre because the two friends that I was with, they had seen it just on their television at home, and and uh, I think it really helps if you went and saw that film uh, with it with the uh, great speakers and you know the Dolby Atmos surround sound, and you would have uh, picked up a lot on on the mixing and the um on what sounds they used for that uh, movie, and uh, yeah, definitely deserves sound. I personally would have given it to the Batman. Um, that's just me, but uh, Top Gun Maverick again, lovely, lovely that it took that. Original song went to Natu Natu, and fuck yeah for that. That's awesome. Um, I had prediction going to. Um, I think there was another one I changed actually. I was looking at my notebook here. 
I think that was another one I changed because I, I just had like a lot more. I don't know. My faith was building in the morning <laughs> leading to. And uh, yeah, I put pick and prediction to Natu Natu um, instead of, because I had lift me up, I believe, before. And uh, I was like, fuck it. You know what? Prediction, Natu Natu. If we go on for the betting here, Natu Natu. Let's see it. I want to believe in it. I want to believe in it. And uh, yeah, ended up going with Natu Natu for that one and picking that one up as well. And I'm really glad the fucking performance was awesome. I just wish it was a bit grander. I think the stage really like kind of condensed it a little bit, but it was still really cool. Some really cool dance moves. Um, I'm looking forward to watching it actually in the film. Best editing went to everything, everywhere, all at once. Like I said, I it would be nice for it to go to Monica Wheelie. Um, but look, again, it has the most editing, but also look, again, watching it again after the Oscars, I was like, yeah, fuck, it, it, it's fucking great. <laughs> it is it's it's not just the most editing. It's not for um for, it's for all intents and purposes the editing and um especially hearing that it was nom- it was edited instead of something like Avid Media Composer or Final Cut Pro or I think most of the films these nowadays are made on Avid Media Composer. Uh, this was edited on Adobe Premiere Pro. And that is really cool. That's a first for a movie to be an Oscar-nominated movie to be Oscar-winning movie now <laughs> to be uh, edited on Adobe Premiere Pro. Um, and Paul Rogers, that's what he ended up doing. And this is the second film that he has edited as well. Uh, so that was really cool to see that. Um, him talking about the editing process and everything was um, awesome. And it was, oh, look at that. It was great to see it televised this time as well. Um, cause they actually got the speak and he had actually had a really interesting speech. Um, so well done to Paul Rogers for that and, uh, everything everywhere once this is, it's picking up momentum now. It's got a few awards, but it's coming, mate. Everything everywhere all at once is a train and it cannot be stopped because then best director went to the directors, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner for everything everywhere all at once. And that was my... I think that was my pick and prediction for that one as well. I believe I did that on the part one of the podcast as well. If we're just going to go through that again. Yep, Daniels. And uh, yeah, ended up getting ended up uh, getting that one right as well. And great to see. Great speech as well. Um, and this is when I noticed that Daniel Kwan was wearing the punk cardigan that... Um, that Evelyn wears uh, when she is, I think it's the, near the end of the film when she's having the New Year's party, the Chinese New Year party at the uh, laundromat. He's wearing that, but in jacket form. And I was like, are you fucking, is that, is that a jacket of the cardigan? Sick. Loved it. Good to see that. Best actor. I cried. I cheered when it went to Brendan Fraser for the whale. Um, We hugged. We cried. It was great. Great speech. Good to see it. Fucking oath. Uh, <laughs> best actress. This one really surprised me again, but also a pleasant surprise. I mean, this one kind of didn't surprise me, but also I was a bit like, oh, okay. Yep. They went with this one, but I'm not mad at all. It went to Michelle Yeoh for everything, everywhere, all at once. She gave a great speech from my second favorite speech of the night. And uh, it was just beautiful. It was a beautiful, beautiful speech. Um, she was funny. She was heartwarming. And she was inspiring as well. Uh, yeah. Well done. Well done to Michelle Yeoh. 
for the movie. And then watching it again, I was like, yeah, man, she's fantastic. She is fantastic. She's a reason why she was one of my favorites last year. She is fantastic in that movie. And then we topped it all off with the best picture winner being everything, everywhere, all at once. I still, we still all cheered because I, I was like, this man, this could, they could do this. They could give this to Awkward on the Western Front right now because I don't see it going to Banshees. I don't see it going to the Fablemans. I don't see it going to Tar. None of these have other awards. Is this going to go to Awkward on the fucking Western Front? And then it goes to everything, everywhere, all at once. And we cheer. We go, yes, 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 daddy, yes. <laughs> My God. Um, I have it here written in capitals, in capitals, giant letters, everything, everywhere, all at once, the best picture, and it came true. So very happy about that, and I like this. I like what this has done because this sends a message to everyone out there. Take more risks. Take more risks. Don't play so safely, and make the film that you want to fucking make because if this film... If this film can get best picture, and if you put the effort, the heart, and the work into something that you can make, your your fucking film can get it too. Your film can get it. And if it resonates with a large audience, your film can do it too. Like it, it just it, it's very inspiring. It opens a lot of doors for people to take more risks, especially within the confines of the studio system in Hollywood. And just make more exciting movies. Then I'm not saying that none of these movies are exciting, but just make more exciting movies with more risks and just more out there weird movies. The fucking a fucking weird ass movie where there are multiverses. There is and yes, there's family drama and everything, but there's multiverses. Two men stick fucking uh, order the trophies up their butthole just to, to launch across to a different multiverse. This movie won Best Picture. That's fucking awesome. That is fucking awesome. So, look, that inspired me. I hope that inspired other filmmakers out there as well. Um, that, look, if you want to make the movie that you want to make, it could do it, man. It could go all the way and it could inspire a lot of people. So, that was awesome to see. And uh, I ended up getting, um, out of everything, I ended up scoring 14 out of 23. So, it wasn't too great but it was better than i thought it was going to be i was a bit iffy on some of them and look there were some of like steals as well and some of uh, some surprises but didn't do too badly 14 out of 23 not my best my best is still the 2020 i think i got like 22 out of 23 for that one nearly got all of them right um for the 2020 oscars um but look not too bad with these ones either so guys that's going to wrap it up for part two of the oscars special Thank you so much for listening. And um, what did you think of the Oscars? Did you think it was as better as last year? Did you think that they still need to cut out unnecessary bits? Because I still think there's always going to be that awkwardness and that awkward tension around award shows and really stupid bits in there as well. That just, Can we just fucking get to the awards? Um, when the presenters are funny, it's funny. When the presenters aren't funny, it really fucking... It's like nails on a chalkboard, but um, I digress. Uh, yeah, what did you think of the Oscars? Did you think it was a good ceremony this year? And um, we happy with all the winners. We happy with all the winners. What did you think about all of the winners? Who do, who did you want to win? And uh, will you be tuning in for the 2024 Oscars? Because um, I'm already seeing some contenders, apparently, that could be in there 
uh, for um, that next race last year. And again, to everything, everywhere, all at once, that movie came out in like March last year and it managed to ride all the way through the year, all for awards season as well, like the awards movies coming out at the end of the year and it won Best Picture. Like that's just insane. It's like a fucking marathon sprint. Um, winning, uh, what did it win? Uh, seven, seven out of the 11 nominations that it got, it won seven. Uh, A24 has the biggest record now of above the line wins and um, crazy. Some records broken some hearts broken and some tears shed. And that was the 95th annual Academy Awards. Okay, guys, that's going to be it for me. Um, I'm going to catch you in the next one. Now, the next one's going to be, it's going to take a lot more time, I think, to do the next one because as well, I push these ones out within like a week. Um, I'm going to take a bit more time for this next one because the next one is going to be on a film that should have been talked about way more at the Oscars. One person was nominated for it, um, but we're going to be talking about After Sun. It's going to get deep. It's going to get personal. Um, I might give you a warning as well for that one as well because there's going to be some things we're going to talk about. I'm ready to talk about as well uh, how I resonated with that film and uh, what it did for me and why it was my favorite of last year. And I really I want to get deep. I want to get down in those trenches. Uh, so, yeah, the next podcast will be an After Sun and it might take a little while um, to come out. But like I said... Like, but like I say every time, guys, it's always going to be on the social media, Kyle underscore Cruz. It's going to be on the social media, and I'll let you know what's going on there. So thank you so much for listening to part two of this Oscars special for 2023. Be well, be safe, my friends, and uh, I will talk to you next time.